<laughs> so, uh, just turn it off. There. Um, yeah, you can. Um, so, uh, we just need to um, get on a level set uh, about what to expect going forward. And l- let me let me tell you some some stuff that. <clears throat> let's go over some stuff that. <clears throat> this may not be exactly matching everything that you've heard. There's lots of information floating around. There's lots of people trading information back and forth. There's lots of people gossiping. There's lots of things on Facebook. There's, <clears throat> but uh, um, this is the most reasonably accurate information that, that I've been able to come across in the last few days. So I'll um, go to the next slide, Mike. Uh, and... Well, our, uh, it's, my presentation has a virus. Father, in the name of Jesus, um, we pray for Harley right now. We know that they're taking the ICU. It's a precaution to... Uh, figure out what, where this bleeding is coming from, Lord. So we pray that they would, they would find the source, and they would secure it. They would, that you would bring wisdom to the doctors, and right now, Lord, that you would sustain them and uh, assist them, Lord, in <clears throat> just bring healing to her, Lord, through doctors, through nurses, through the power of your Holy Spirit. The peace of God that passes understanding would, would guard her heart and minds in Christ Jesus. And that you would just t- touch her right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Um, Mike, this Mike, um, would you call James and just, or at least text him uh, to let him know that, that Harley's being moved to ICU? James isn't there, and he, there's something going on with his. Yes. All right. So here's some just the facts. So right now, what what I've heard from multiple sources, I'll talk to you about it in a second. Um, up to at least fifty percent of the population of America. Some people say higher, but at least fifty percent uh, could be infected with the coronavirus. Now, that sounds kind of scary, but the next button, uh, 50% of those infected will have no symptoms. Not not only will they not get sick, they won't have any symptoms at all. So they'll they'll have it, they'll get over it, they won't feel a thing. Um, But while they are infected, even though they're not having symptoms, they're still being carriers, which... They won't know that they're being carriers. 
because they don't have any symptoms. So they're serving you food at the restaurants and they're going to work and they're doing whatever it is that they're doing. Um, and uh, they don't have any symptoms, so they think everything is fine, but they can still pass the virus on to somebody else, which is one of the main reasons that uh, public health officials are doing whatever they can to scare the pants off of you right now. Because what they want you to do is go lock yourself in your house um, and uh, drink everything through, just drink Nutra, uh, what, what is it? What those little liquid old people drink? Insure, just drink Insure through a straw and, and don't, um, that's right. So, because um, because they don't they don't know and they will know who's infected if somebody has symptoms uh, because they have symptoms they'll go get a test then we'll but they don't know who who is infected who doesn't have symptoms and so one of the reasons they're trying all of these extreme measures is because they just don't know who has it uh, next button. Um, the virus, here's another thing, the virus is not airborne. You can only be infected by coming into direct contact with the virus, usually by touching someone or touching something that they touched where they left the virus, like on a surface. Uh, now, if you're standing close enough for them to sneeze in your face, you can get it that way, but it's not like floating around out there and you could just accidentally walk into it. There it has to be a contact event which is why they're telling you uh, to wash your hands over and over and over again, and why they're telling you not to touch your face. And why would it be a good idea not to touch your face? Because it can, you, you can get it in your nose, you can get it in your mouth, and so uh, the hardest thing, uh, yeah, in your eyes. So they're telling you to wash your hands and to not touch your face and to make sure that you're cleaning surfaces with something that will actually... Uh, keep the surfaces clean but, because you've got as long as you're washing your hands and as long as you are uh, next button so that's there's aggressive hand washing wiping down surfaces and social distancing which uh, includes staying home um, is enough to keep most people safe social distancing is some version of avoiding crowds, making sure that you're, as long as you're staying at least six, six feet away from somebody, uh, so where if they sneeze, it's not going to infect you, and you're not shaking hands with them, and you're washing your hands all the time, and you're practicing good hygiene, and, and incidentally, Sheila said, one of the advantages of practicing good hygiene and washing your hands a lot is it's probably going to shut down the rest of flu season. Because these are the same things that work to keep you from catching the flu. And so if you're washing your hands and practicing good hygiene, it may actually shorten flu season if everybody does it. But that's, uh, uh, most people will be completely safe as long as they do these things. Even if they're around somebody who is infected but not symptomatic, as long as you're washing your hands and not touching your face and, and trying to keep your distance and and practicing good hygiene, you probably won't be touched 
um, at all. Next button. Uh, so you might have heard uh, there, there's pretty soon there's going to be drive-by testing stations at Walmart where you can uh, you can drive up. You can it's going to be like a swab or something. Uh, they the, the how many of you saw the president's press conference on Friday? Really, really good press conference. Probably the best one I've ever seen him do. Uh, they've got these uh, massive plans. You can, if you feel like you've got symptoms, for, uh, the next couple of days you'll be able to go to Walmart, be able to get a test. They'll get the results back in 24 hours, and you'll know whether you've uh, have been infected with it or not. But here's the interesting thing. Last button. So far, only 1% of the people who have been tested... They, they're, they're having symptoms, and so they go to get a test. Like, they're, they're having Randy symptoms, you know, whatever. And they're having something. Only 1% of the people who so far who have gone to be tested because they're having some kind of respiratory symptoms, only 1% have had the virus. 99% of, the, of everybody else who has been having symptoms has something else, a cold or allergies or bronchitis or something else. So that, that's... Uh, but you, but you don't know for sure till you get tested, all right? So these are the, the kind of the, the, the most useful pieces of information. The reason that that public health officials are freaking out is because they're trying to do something that's called flattening the curve. You heard that term, flattening the curve. If if there was no public intervention, uh, you know what a bell curve looks like. It starts like this, and then. It spikes really up here, lots of, and then it kind of goes down. And so, uh, this instead of all of the quarantine and all of the, we're not letting people get together in big groups and all that kind of stuff. It's the government's attempt to try to take something that would normally go like this and make it look like this. Uh, would it will it might make the course of the of the the circulation of disease longer, but it's supposed to reduce the impact. Uh, um, but if that means having, like again, like I said, to scare people into just you know, giving, making people panic and making people buy uh, ridiculous amounts of toilet paper and and bottled water. What's that about? Why is it that people think they need bottled they need to take all the bottled water out of Walmart uh, and take it to their house. Um, but does that, quarantine doesn't mean we're going to turn off the water to your house. Um, anyhow, so some, what are some of the weirdest things that you've seen uh, empty shelves? Uh, if, you, if you've gone to Walmart or to HEB, what are some of the weirdest things that you've seen? Oh, uh, Pe- Peggy found... Pe- Peggy found... The at HEB, she found the last uh, package of dishwasher detergent in the store yesterday. With the pods, they didn't have any normal. Okay, so all the dishwashing detergent is gone. Um, my sister went to HEB yesterday at six thirty in the morning. All of the boxed cake mixes were gone. No Duncan Hines, no Betty Crocker, no H-E-B. I mean, all of the cake mixes were gone. And I don't, I don't know. So, somebody, anybody else seen something weird that was totally out of stock? 
Egg's almost gone. Milk's almost gone. What? All the tuna fish is gone. Um, oh. oh, yeah. One of the other things I've seen online is you can really tell the kind of stuff that people hate. Because uh, there was a, like a Trader Joe's in California that was completely stripped bare except for um, some weird kind of diet salad dressing. Nobody bought that. Uh, what? Yeah, this is this is market uh, market research. That's right. All right. So weird stuff. People do crazy when people are afraid. When they when they're panicked, they do redonkulous things, uh, and that's what we're seeing now. All right, next slide. Um, on Wednesday, uh, Friday, I had a conference call. I was on a conference call with Kevin Nauman, who is the executive director of the Highland Lakes Crisis Network, uh, who is also the operations director for the Marble Falls EMS, who also sits on the Burnett County uh, Disaster Relief Management Committee. And he had had a high-level meeting with uh, county health officials. Let's punch this first thing up. Uh, here's, a, here's what he told us on Friday afternoon. So far in Burnett County, no cases, not even any suspected cases of the virus in our area. Uh, so, and they, this, the disaster management team is, is, anybody know who the local uh, public health officer is for Burnett County? This is interesting information, just as if she doesn't have enough things to do already. It's Dr. Madrigal. Uh, Dr. Madrigal is the, is the Burnett County Public Health Officer. Uh, I know a lot of you know Dr. Madrigal, and um, she's really good. But, so it will be up to Dr. Madrigal to decide whether we go to stage whatever the next stage is in terms con- consulting with the health department in Austin and stuff like that. But as of... Uh, as of Friday, no cases, and they've got a protocol in place for how to monitor what's going on at all the hospitals. All the hospitals in Bernie County have testing kits. They've all got pro- protocols in place for how to handle suspected cases. That they're all, everybody's all ready. Uh, number next. So, because Kevin is um, our executive director of the Highland Lakes Crisis Network. He sits at that table and he gets all the information uh, before anybody else does. And Kevin is also on the Marble Falls uh, Independent School District School Board. So he's networked into public health stuff. He's networked into local government stuff. He's networked into the school district. He's, he's ground zero and, and he's our guy. Well, High Lakes Crisis Network is the, is the network of churches that I'm the president of that, uh, came, that came up out of the flood. Uh, where we, now we've got churches organized uh, to, uh, so we can respond as the body of Christ to any type of need that's going on in the High Lakes area. We can put 
uh, volunteers. By just a, a handful of phone calls or texts, we can put volunteers in the field uh, to respond to any type of needs through, through our shepherding program. Uh, Connie's the intercessory prayer leader for the Highland Lakes Crisis Network. Um, so it's uh, approximately 30 churches in the area that uh, are connected to each other and cooperate with each other uh, and encourage each other. Uh, so we had a conference call. Um, next button. We met on, we met on local fa- fact pastors met on Friday on a conference call to, to discuss how we are going to respond as the body of Christ in the Highland Lakes area. Their churches from Marble Falls and Granite Shoals and Burnett and Kingsland are all sitting in on that call uh, to discuss a unified response and uh, determine. Uh, at that meeting, we decided that as a group, we would keep holding services until we got word from Kevin that the situation had advanced to the point where county health officials were saying it's no longer really safe or a good idea for churches to meet. But there's a public health reason, not a panic, oh my goodness, goodness, we're all going to die reason, uh, but a public health reason where X number of cases have been confirmed and um, these numbers say that it's probably best to start limiting large groups meeting. Uh, he, he will participate in that decision and he will give us the information. So, uh, so we decided as a group uh, that we would, we would move, we would act as a group. When we get information from Kevin, if it's time to, to, um, to, to worship in a different way, then we would all coordinate and do that together. And, but for the, but Aside from that, we are all, we're still worshiping, we're still lifting up Jesus, we're still ministering in the community, um, um, we're presenting a united front, the body of Christ, uh, but we're, we're all talking to each other. There, uh, there, there's 16 pastors uh, and leaders that are, that are part of our steering committee, we were texting each other back and forth all morning before church started, just giving each other updates. Uh, next button. There are tentative plans for an open-air community prayer service. Um, we've already talked to Dr. Allen, uh, Marble Falls president, about using the middle school football stadium uh, to bring... The, the one place that's still reasonably safe for people to meet, even if things get worse, is in open-air settings. There's plenty of room to spread out. Um, so... Uh, at some point, we're just waiting on the leading of the Lord. There will probably will be an open air intercessory prayer event, and you'll all get notified about that. Um, what else is there? Something else? So here's another interesting thing: if the schools close, they're on spring break this week. But if schools close, it's possible that there may be a need for volunteers to distribute meals uh, and provide other support to school kids because. A huge chunk, especially in Granite Shoals, like 98% of the kids in, in Granite Shoals are on free and reduced lunch. And uh, these kids count on getting breakfast and lunch at school every day to get proper nutrition. And so if the schools close, the school still has staff, the school still has food, the school still has capacity to cook all the food. They're just... There, there may be a need to 
route up a bunch of volunteers to distribute it somehow so that kids who need food can get it. Uh, that's um, something that we're, that as pastors, we talked about being able to respond to if somebody asks us. So stay tuned for that. Um, honestly, nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, you've, you've all seen, uh, you know, you all heard that China's already going down. Uh, there, and there are like 100 countries in the world, mostly in and around the equatorial uh, uh, area, the Caribbean, equatorial Africa, um, places like that where there are n- no countries that have the virus at all. Um, so since this is a new virus, public health officials are predicting the worst and, ex- and preparing for the worst. Um, and that's why they're scaring you and scaring everybody else. But we don't get all of our support just from public health officials. Let's go to the next slide. Uh, here's like our spiritual strategy. First, Second Timothy 1, 6 through 7. Let's, it's right there at the top. Let's read this together. I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline, which is really sound mind. Second Timothy 1, 6 through 7. So the, the context of this passage is that Paul had appointed Timothy to be the pastor over the church at Ephesus. The church at Ephesus was a train wreck. There were weird, crazy things going on. Uh, and by the time he writes Second Timothy, Timothy has just had it up to his last nerve. He is like, I am sick and tired of dealing with these people. I'm sick and tired of putting up with the politics. I'm sick and tired of putting up with the fleshly, selfish behavior. I'm sick and tired of getting around. I'm sick and tired of being... I'm just sick and tired. And I'm... Paul, I am... I'm quitting. This is a terrible idea. I don't want to be a pastor anymore. I'm done. I am done. I'm never going back to that church again. Uh, so he's just like a regular pastor. Um, you all heard, heard the old joke. The mother goes in, talks to her son, says, son, you time to get up and go to church. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm mommy. You can't make me go. I am not going to church. I hate going to church. Um, um, you're, you're going to get up and go anyway. I don't want to, but you're going to get up and go anyway. You're going anyway. Um, and I can give you two good reasons. First of all, you're 37 years old. Second of all, you're the pastor of the church. Uh, it's, um, so Timothy was just having a, like a normal reaction to being a pastor of a typical church full of people. Um, and Paul reminded him of some important things said, look, first of all, I laid my hands on you. I know the gift of the Holy Spirit that is within you. I know that God has equipped you in a supernatural way to deal with whatever it is you have to face. Uh, you, are, uh, you are anointed. You are called. You are established. You are not alone. The power of God is moving inside of you. And 
just to drive it home, he says this, God has not given us a spirit of timidity, the Greek word there is phobos, which it means terror, like turning and completely freaking out and running away as fast as you can, like you saw a ghost or saw a bear or saw a ghost bear. I mean, it's just running away as fast as you can. Uh, So anytime you feel that feeling, that like completely freaked out feeling, not from God. God does not give us a spirit of fear. Not, uh, not even where coronavirus is concerned. If any time, if you're if you're feeling sort of a freak out over this, uh, that's not from God. There's there are facts. We need to know the facts. I just gave you the facts the best I can understand them. You need to know the facts, uh, but then you need to make sure that you're listening to the voice of the Lord. And that your faith is not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And God, Paul says, look, a spirit of fear and terror doesn't come from God. God has given you power, and that, that is dunamis, that is, fleet, that is the constant, flowing, irresistible power of God. Is, is God has poured his power into you. Which means you can do anything. This is where the promise comes from. I can do all things when Christ strengthens me. That's, here's why that verse is true. Because the power of God is resident within you. Which means you can face and conquer and accomplish and do anything because His power rests in you. But then, love. Um, how many of you remember in First uh, John chapter 4 where it says that... A perfect love casts out all fear. Now, what he's talking about there, what John's talking about there, is the perfect love of God in you cancels out fear. You don't have anything to be afraid of because you know that God loves you and the supernatural love of God is wrapping his arms around you and that you are going to be safe because you are perfectly loved. You can also pass that love on to other people, but it starts because God loves you and God loves you in such a powerful, unconditional, irresistible way that there's no reason for you to be afraid of anything because God has already promised you I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You can do all things when I strengthen you. When you feel you're at your weakness, that's when my power starts to well up inside of you. And my grace will always be sufficient no matter what you're facing. Trust my grace. You don't have to be afraid. I love you that much. And then... uh, this word discipline, or sometimes it's translated sound mind. It's the Greek word of sophroneo. And it literally means the ability to calmly and reasonably process information and come to healthy, correct, wise conclusions. In other words, don't buy every package of toilet paper on the shelf. Don't buy all the cake mixes on the shelf. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, The ability 
to process information and through the mind of Christ make wise, healthy, reasonable decisions. That's what we have. We have the... We each have a special gift and a special anointing from the Holy Spirit. Randy does. Susie does. Eddie does. Chuck does. uh, Lynette does. Karen does. um, Both mics do. We We all have an anointing of the Holy Spirit that equips us to to face any situation and know that we are never alone because the power of God is flowing through us. So, so we've got his power, we've got his love, we've got his wisdom, so we don't have to freak out. We're just, we can let the, we'll let the Spirit of God lead us and when, all, when the Holy Spirit speaks, we will listen, we'll be obedient, uh, and he's going to take care of it. There's no reason to freak out over any of this. And just remember, I'll keep pushing this. Um, right now, the government's policy and the public health policy is to terrify everybody. That's the only way they can convince people t- to behave. You know, they, they instituted a lockdown in northern Italy a couple of weeks ago, or about a week ago, and nobody paid attention to it. They just, uh, the people in northern Italy said, well, obviously this isn't going to be any fun. We should go someplace else. They all got in their cars, even though northern Italy was locked down. They all drove to southern Italy, which kind of defeats the purpose of trying to isolate the people. So now the entire country of Italy is locked down and Spain's locked down. All right. So let's assume at some point we get a phone call from Kevin saying the public health officials in Bernie County, and this may never happen. I'm, I'm just saying it. We may get, but we may get a phone call from Kevin saying the Public Health Committee, Emergency Management Committee in Burnett County has met, and their recommendation is that we limit large groups meeting. Okay, if, if, if that happens, it happens. And so we may suspend worship services. The, the pastors in the, in the area will agree together on what to do, but if the pastors in the area say, okay, this sounds like the right thing to do, we will still continue to pray for each other. We pray for the whole community, but we'll, we'll pray for each other. Uh, we'll continue to encourage each other through email and text and Facebook. We'll, we'll try to update our Facebook page with, with good information more regularly, and we'll be able to have personal contacts. If you need anything, if, you need any, if there's any need for pastoral assistance, we're still going to be functioning. We'll still be here. Uh, we'll continue to respond to needs as they arise. Uh, we will get through this. Because God will make sure. Um, this is one of those situations, you know, where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fire. They, they ended up going to the fire. They actually chose to go into the fire. They would rather go through the fire than to stay out there and worship King Nebuchadnezzar. But they went through the fire. They came out of the fire, and they didn't even smell like smoke, right? That's... Um, how many of you can, can barbecue steaks, snakes in your backyard, steaks in your backyard and come in the house and not smell like smoke? I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they went into a fiery furnace, came out, didn't even smell like smoke. We may go through something. I promise you this, though. We may go through something and it will, uh, we will c- come out stronger our, 
with a testimony of the faithfulness of God. I think the body of Christ is going to have an opportunity to respond to meet needs in this community, to offer hope to people. Matter of fact, one of the pastors today, Matt Netzer from Rockpile Church, sent out a text uh, to all the pastors first thing this morning and said, just so excited. Guys, I'm so excited because today we all have a chance to go into our churches and offer people hope at a time when they really need it. Uh, the government's talking fear. The media is just going nuts. That's, since, since with everything else shut down, the media doesn't have anything to talk about except this. This is one, you know, one, one expert after another, expert another after another. So what do you think? Well, 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 what do you think? Because there's no sports on TV. Uh, a lot of the television shows have been canceled. I mean, which, you know, <clears throat> um, a lot of things are, uh, we, may, we may learn we can get along with a lot, a lot of things, uh, including cake mixes. Um, but uh, we will get through this because God is good. And all the time. And sometimes there is a weird virus going around freaking people out. But God is always faithful. Do you believe that? God is always faithful. God is always faithful. We're going to, so now we're, uh, yes ma'am. Oh yes, they've, they've, they have definitely considered that. Um, wash your hands. So, so I've considered starting a money laundering